Welcome to episode three of From Adventure Day Keeper, a podcast for all lovers. I'm your host, Martin, and we'll be talking about live-action role-play events and experiences. Throughout this series, we'll talk about specific LARPs and also more general topics surrounding LARP. This episode, we'll look at player agency in LARP. Player agency is how much control a player has over what their character does or doesn't do in a LARP. Some LARP give you near-total agency over your character, while others are more linear and restrict what a player can do in the opposite direction. Before we step into this topic, uh, this topic, I'd like to take a moment to thank Feedspot, which is a blogging site for including From Adventure to Innkeeper as one of its top five LARP podcasts to listen to in 2023. Their list is a good one, and I can recommend all the podcasts on it, but of course a major bias toward this one, which is in the number two spot. Their website is found at blog.feedspot.com, and the top five list can be found at blog.feedspot.com backslash LARP underscore podcasts. This show is for both new LARPers through to seasoned veterans, and we'll be implementing a scale to let you know the main focus of the episode. Episodes will air every odd month, so January, March, May, July, September, November, and will be approximately one to two hours in length. Every episode is for everyone, but some will focus more on issues that will resonate with one group or another. As such, we have a scale to tell you the focus of the topics and the possibility of the depths and various bogs and some of the dungeons that we may wade into throughout this show. The scale for this episode will be well-known noble as it's aimed at both of those who play LARP and those who create LARP. We will, however, be covering topics in this episode that relate directly to all players and game designers. So I hope that both players and game designers will find this episode useful to them. As this episode covers more issues directed at both players and creators, I've arranged for some guests to help me live uh, to help discuss what their thoughts are on player agency in LARP. So with me today, I have Auntie from Finland and Sarah Kate from the U.S. Uh, thank you, Auntie and Sarah Kate, for joining me today. Uh, before we begin an open discussion, let me first uh, ask you guys to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your involvement with LARP. So, Auntie, feel free to start. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm Auntie from Finland, and... Um, ah. I'm, I've been LARPing for over 20 years now and uh, organizing different games. And I suppose nowadays most known as one of the main organizers of uh, Odysseus, which was a big spaceship LARP in Finland a couple of years back. And uh, we're going to be doing it again. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And Sarah Kate? I'm Sarah Kate. I've been LARPing for almost nine years now. Um, been NPC and players, done some small LARPs and some blockbuster LARPs like Fairweather Manor, Starfall, um, Sahara, um, and College of Wizardry. And, and that's about it. Alrighty. Uh, so to ensure that we are all on the same page, uh, for the purposes of this conversation, I'm just going to briefly define um, what specifically we're talking about and how I defined player agency. So we're going to be discussing player agency in LARP, both from creator perspectives and player perspectives. So player agency in LARP is how much control a player has over their own character, what they're allowed or not allowed to do within the context of the LARP and also within the context of the storyline, and how much a player can either uh, influence the overall story or their own story. Um, and that is that is my definition, and, and obviously, if my guests have different definitions, they are they are welcome to share those as well. Um, so now that we're hopefully at least on a similar page, I'm going to open this up to my guests, and uh, we can begin delving deeper into this aspect of LARP. So I guess before we start, do any of you have any thoughts on what you think sort of overall player agency is? I think that was a nice and broad definition that covers most of the angles, I think. So, uh... oh, that's pretty much what I think it is. Okay. Like, how, how much influence do I, as a player, have to? So, okay. 
so I guess when looking at player agency and LARP, sort of what is what's the most important thing for you from the perspective of either a player or a designer? You want to go first, Tara? Uh, sure. Uh, the most important thing is does will the game allow me like will I be able to make my own decisions? Is this within the game? Um, for example, I've been at LARPs where from writing, you know, I I help write my own my own character, and I'm I am perfectly fine if. The overall story, I don't have, you know, my game is preset. I just want to know beforehand that I have no court, that my character has to do this certain task and it will change. The story will go on and do the same thing, whether I rebel or not. So I, I like to, I would like, I like to know that beforehand that I have no choice in the matter if i do i usually that's a game that usually isn't for me because i like to be able to make my own decisions within game um and how it plays like from my from my cotton and player agency allows me how the freedom of like how does my costume from planning my costume to the attitude of my patient my patient there's my nursing there's my medical background um to my character to how how is she going to act how is she going to interact with others is she going to interact with others things like that so really you're sort of looking for for how much freedom of movement do you have as a character during the larp itself yes exactly how 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 much how much freedom do i have to engage with others or inf or does engagement even matter with within the game can i do if i do something not so much does it affect that yes does it help the outcome of the game but does it help if i do this one thing and i try to do it will it help my my character grow and or in like say one specific LARP I went to, it didn't matter what I did because my char I had no growth for my character, no matter what I did with it. So, okay, um, Auntie, uh, I like the question was like, what's the most important thing? I suppose like so for me like. The feeling of agency is is the kind of kind of part, partially what Sarah Kate was talking about. Like the feeling of agency is like for 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 me to design like or choose what my character does, and like within the within the fiction and within the the constraints of the game. And um, as a, as a designer, I think, and as a player, I kind of like want there to be a certain frame around the game that within like this thing, all the things happen. And um, like it doesn't. I don't want to call it a sandbox because I dislike personally dislike sandbox games, where everything is up for grabs. But like, um, like because I don't want everyone to feel or like feel or be completely unrestricted. But like, so like there has to be some sort of edges. But I don't want it to also like like player agency means that there's it isn't just like railroaded that everything happens in a certain way. And I mean there are games that have that kind of like stronger this this is the story we're telling and then you're just playing kind of like a part in that but also that's i i prefer there to be like um more room than just that with some edges at the and, and fuzzed edges that you don't actually see but like and as but as a player you're like i feel like the part of the part of the important thing is also not to go out to test the edges like try to keep the character like uh reasonable and and consistent within the narrative of the story. And see, I love that because I, I love the framework of being able to grow. But if it's and I but I would like to know beforehand if it's a type of game that has that edges yeah. with the yeah. For sure. Now, like that that needs to be communicated <laughs> very, very like you have to be consenting to the kind of like if it's like harder railroad or lesser or like more more sandboxy, you have to know. Right. Yeah. I, I don't I don't like the sandbox where everything where everything is just 
a free for all. I, yeah. I'm like you. I I like guide. I like there has to be some structure so I know the the do's and don'ts, but I can still make decisions and grow type thing. And and as a designer, I love it when players throw you some curveballs where it's like, and I kind of like they did what. When you're right. like as as trying to run it and thinking like well this is probably how it's gonna go because like in Finland we've got a strong strong um, culture of like pre-written characters with pre-written contacts pre-written mm -hmm. uh, like plot all the plots are pretty much written down written out and like um and characters have their like almost everything written about them like their uh, basic uh, attitudes and personalities uh -huh. and shit like that but it's still it, after it's all done then it's given to the players and they're kind of like allowed to just go with go with it and we expect the player to kind of like yeah if your character's supposed to be a super mean drunk who's violent uh we don't want you to play a hippie then but like uh but you're still allowed to kind of like go or like you're expected to kind of like do your own take on that and right. sometimes like i said like players can throw imme immense curveballs and just like because larps have so many moving parts that players end up interacting with each other in ways where like as a designer you'll never even like fathom that this could happen and i think that that's creates some of the coolest moments in larps where it's kind of like oh, at what point did these two characters connect they're supposed to be polar opposites and then the players are just like well there was this moment where we were both so down on our luck and we were just sitting in the sitting in the corridor both drunk on our drunk out of our brains and yeah. we were like what a day huh and the other's like yeah and that's where it started and it's kind of like could never have guessed that, but here we go. Right. Yeah. 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 Or the, and then you have me who I I get my nice my nice usually get my nice character, and or the character that I've helped write or something, and then I get on board. I get wherever we're going. I completely forget what my character is, and I just walk around all day saying um, mean things like I'm a drunk and and you you put me here and you stole my ship and all my cargo. So, and that's a Q-tip. You don't eat Q-tips. Yeah, kids. <laughs> yes, no. We, we have new kittens, so they're, they, yeah, they, yeah. they tend to eat everything. Um, so, which is now part of the show. So, hi, hi to the new kittens from the show. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, no, but it's you know, I I, I find that that um, for me a large part of of player agency tends to be you know like what what can i do with my character i mean is it is it is it a character where i have no options is it a character where i can where i can you know affect affect how other people see the person is it a character where i can you know have any effect on the storyline um you know, so I mean, I've I've done. There have been some various LARPs that that have had sort of the the wide range of that, mm. and I find that that the ones I enjoy the most are sort of the ones where there is an overall plot. So, in other words, there's an overall story going on, um, whether it's a whether it's a fixed plot or not. Although I generally prefer stories that are are somewhat flexible. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have, you know, your character storyline, which is, which can be like 100% up to you. Um, Hopefully you know, at least. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if, if I decide I want to participate in the thing, I can go participate in the thing. If I decide that, oh, that particular thing is not for me, then there's nothing that forces me to participate in that particular thing. That, that sort of, to me is like the overall, the overall, um, you know, the most important thing sort of from a, from a player agency perspective is, is how much autonomy yeah. do I have? I mean, there are characters who are kind of like, this character has to do this thing because they're kind of like in a position of power and they need they they need to do right. the thing they need to hold the meeting or uh, pull the punch or whatever and uh, obviously but then that should be uh, well communicated and like discussed with the player beforehand that they know that this is a thing that is expected of them from the larp or like a player playing an officer needs to command right. for example so i mean so that you know so that i guess that that brings us sort to the next question which is how much does player agency in larp affect your pre-larp character development 
Well, this is going to be easy for me. I really dislike pre-LARP character development because, like I said, I prefer characters to be fully pre-written. I hate making up my own stuff. I mainly tweak and talk with uh, contacts and be like, okay, this is what I envision my character being like. So we kind of like I go through a couple of things or like the, the like how do they perceive me and how do I perceive them or whatever the, like that. But rarely do I actually like um, end up generating character stuff in my for myself and I, I prefer it that way no and i think that's i think that's fair i mean you know, they, to, each person is a little bit different on how they on how they approach yeah. that you know one of the one of the larp that that we've done is, is starfall where where you're a student at a space wizard school essentially mm. and and Although parts of your character are like, I'll say, predetermined based on the character survey that you fill out, mm -hmm. um, your actual backstory, they give you a chance to sort of write that so that it's kind of your own, um, but it's always with with the GM's approval, right? Yeah. So it's it's not like it's not like you've written, you know, essentially, hi, I'm Luke Skywalker, to mm -hmm. to pull in a a. A registered trademark there, <laughs> um, um, or or that I'm that type of character, <laughs> and then, you know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're you're the most powerful space wizard ever. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, it's more of a it's it's more of a check to make certain that sort of nobody's writing characters of that type, and that they're sort of more more subdued and more, you know, not not overpowering in the game kind of thing. Yeah, and and I like that mix. Um, I, I like that mix of being able to put together my character from that perspective. Um, you know, so and I think another good example for for me was Fairweather Manor. I like the character that I got. <laughs> I had no problem with the character that I got um, before I knew that we were getting pre-written characters. I had actually gone ahead and written a character. Oh, that I actually thought would have been much more fun to play because I'd given him a backstory that made perfect sense within the context of sort of like the Fairweather universe. Mm. And he had like this one thing. So for those who don't know, Fairweather Manor is set like right at the beginning of World War One. Um, it actually ran, uh, I think, three years and and started with with a. Uh, I want to say it was 2013, which was like 1913, and then it, it ran through 2017. Um, so 14, 15, 16, and 17. So obviously World War One had started and things had happened. And the character that I had written wound up being a, a British military officer. Um, and one of his things was that he had helped to plan one of these large battles that had occurred. And without knowing it, his brother had like signed up for, for military service and his brother was one of the people that was in this battle. And because of the strategy that this guy planned, you know, his, his brother had died because the battle was a huge disaster. And he was living with this guilt and trying to come to terms with this guilt. And I think that would have been a fascinating character to play. Mm. But having said that, I got a pre-written character that worked. So yay! <laughs> I loved my pre-written my pre-written character. I see. I I like pre-written characters because they remind me of we're doing a play. So there's my character, and I don't have to. But I also like the half and half, like Starfall, where you or what was one of the other ones that I went to. Um. Anyways, I'll think of it. You know, where where we get the half half of it is pre-written, and you have, but you can do, but they left it up to you to do to do like your personal backstory. But in the contents of the game, this is what you're what you have to do, and you know, these are the objectives that you need to meet for the game. Um, I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely hated what the one that we. Well, when it turned out that we could do our thing, write our um, 
what I thought had I had player agency. So I wrote this character for this character, and and it turned out that didn't have any agency whatsoever, even within how how my character interacted with with the other people around her. Um, So how important then is player agency for you, I guess, for either of you as a player, when choosing a LARP? That's a, that's a difficult question because it's kind of like in, in games which are kind of like full player agency. I think like uh, College of Wizardry, you know, that type of where you make everything yourself. Um, I just skip those games. I don't, I'm not interested in making everything myself. And uh, I don't, I dislike having situations where I th assume, because I, I think there's some player agency needs to be there. Like, uh, like you, obviously you need to be able to choose what your character does and like your characters, even if your character motivations are written out and the plots, like, like I said, I, I like that to have the plots written out, still having to like the, the free reign to kind of like, execute that in from the character's perspective during the game is paramount i feel um so like i do view games that have a very strongly like they say that this is how the game is going to go and the, it has a 100 percent fixed end um that makes me view them with at least a raised eyebrow if not like some healthy skepticism in general and uh so i i, I really like a middle road of some player agency but also not all of it yeah, the I, if if it if it tells me I, it has a fixed point at the end, I per, you know that and no matter what you do, this is still going to be the end. You can try to you can tr you know you can try to say my character had the keys to open the certain door and I refuse to give them to to everyone to open the certain door. And they opened the certain they opened the door anyways without me. Um, I don't really care for that, but um, because no matter what I did, and I'm kind of like anti. I like the middle of the road. I loved College of Wizardry, and I love Starfall and all that College. But um, But I think for College of Wintry, I kind of fell back on my um, on my like default of being the one who took. I felt you know, I I don't know. It depends on what mood I'm in. Um, but I absolutely hate the fixed points where I have you're going to do this, do this. I kind of like the middle where you're gonna you're told this the game frame and then you can develop from and interact that way. Um, but I think it depends on the mood I'm in. If right now I'm right now, I kind of like the middle of the road. Um, I like, and I like, um, let's go with Starfall because Starfall is, is the next LARP we're doing. I kind of like it because I'm now the se a second year. So I have a kind of idea of what it's going to be like. And, um, and it's fairly, <clears throat> It has a, it has a, and Starfall has a frame, so we know, you know, we're going to be going to classes, we're going to be doing this, and College Ridgery kind of like for me was that way too, even though we got a lot of player agency, um, and for a lot of player agency of how, how we interact, how we can come up with our own game, our own character and all that, it was still in the confines of school, so I know what's been to, been to, elementary, middle school, you know, been to primary and college. So I know what school feels like. So could interact with everybody else in the school in professors as with the hit background of attending school in the past, if that makes any sense, because I just went on a tangent and I don't know. So. No, I think it, it makes some sense. I mean, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's very similar. I think that, 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 I, I don't like a LARP that's way too free because, I mean, super freedom leads to really weird LARP endings, as we've seen with some with some of the kids LARPs that we've worked at. Where interestingly enough, yes, you know, both the players, but both the adult players and the kids have had relatively free player agency. But the adults went a let's do this big cooperation thing, 
and the kids decided, nope, let's go as dark as we possibly can. <laughs> which, yes. Which yes. was fascinating to watch. I mean, so the end the end result of that LARP was that that the adults essentially met the overall wind condition and escaped from their situation. And the well, kids the, and, and the kids blew themselves up. The kids the kid <laughs> the the, the, the in that game, the kids game, the kids threw out all our NPC ideas and everything yeah. that we had written within the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Like everything went out the window in that game. I felt so sorry for the game designers. Cause like they had to like really sort of restructure the game as it was happening. Yeah. Um, so. Which, which so. to me is way, I mean, way too much player agency. Yes. Um, you know, it, it yeah, I think kids kids games need to have a bit more of a steady hand also. <laughs> like it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to design properly, but. Children game for children need to be designed differently. I'd say. I I agree completely. Um, but you know, it, it, the the game worked well for the adults because the adults all decided to go the the uber cooperation route, which actually worked really well for that particular game. But it was just interesting because, yeah. you know, if if you look at if you look at that game compared to some of the other the other sort of space LARPs that that I've played in, you know many of them have at least an overriding plot that that gu that guides you through sort of the universe or guides you through what's generally happening in the game um you know i would say that that looking at at two of them in particular which would be um uh, outbound hope in the us and, and odysseus in in finland i haven't hmm. done either one of them yes i know but but both of them have both of them have plots, right? Yep. And both of them have sort of sort of here's here's the condition at which the game will essentially end. Um, I never got the feeling from either one that that players could completely derail the story. Um, even if we could take the story off on a tangent, I didn't. I, I didn't feel like, and I could be wrong because I was just looking at it from a perspective of a player. I mm. didn't feel like, in either case, that there was a way to completely derail the story. Um, you know, I, I don't. I don't know if there was a way in, in Odysseus, for example, to say, "Yeah, no, we're just we're just not going to fight and let 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 you know the the things coming in destroy us completely." I mean, um, like, if players had done that, we'd have been very baffled and been like, well, uh, like, but that's like, that's where the, the frames come in, where they're like a bit fuzzy, but like no character has the motivation to fully just give in and kind of just die. And if players would do that, we'd be like, um, you're ruining the fun for everyone else now. Thank you. Right. No, and, 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 yeah. and, and it was very much the same sort of without bound hope. There was no... There was no nothing set up that sort of let that completely happen. And I mean, even looking at it from a LARP that, that we designed that sadly never ran, you know, we had built in little tiny tugs and pulls mm -hmm. that could sort of pull the game back onto the track that the overall track that we wanted while still not eliminating the ability of a player to act sort of in the way that they wanted, even if they decided it was sort of contrary to the way the game was originally planned to run. Yeah, and like like in with Odysseus, there was the the case of some players wanting to do a full diplomatic kind of like, let's just end the war here. And um like here in that where we were like, well, it still has to work within the context of the the universe. And if you've got an enemy who's overwhelmingly like, I'm going to kill you, they're not just going to go around and like, well, you asked for peace really nicely and you all agreed on that here. So we'll just, we'll just do it now. If the enemy's got the atom bomb over you, then they're not going to just like not use it because, because you decided that you want peace. And that's the kind of like, I think player agency has to still work within the framework and the kind of like logic of the world that's built. Mm -hmm. And that's important. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. So what, so I guess, uh, and, and this one is, I, I guess, much more for, for, for you directly, Auntie, but, but what do you think makes player agency in a LARP difficult to pull off from a design perspective? Hmm. 
it's um the difficulty comes from like creating that like what, what i've been calling like the frame i'm thinking of kind of like a picture frame or a, like a, a paintings frame and that has to be invisible enough that you know that you there are boundaries that you can't cross but like you, you're not a lot you're, you're kind of like you're not supposed to see it as a player everything has to work within like the logic of the game and the logic of your character and that's why a lot of design and th thought has to go into the characters, their motivations, what plots they're given, kind of like the plot hooks, that there's enough stuff to kind of like keep the character feeling like I'm making like all the decisions based on the information I have without it being like, huh, but what if I just blew everything up right now just for shits and giggles and kind of like uh, giving giving the players enough and like immersing them deep enough where they kind of like never ever even see a glimpse of the framework that we've built is I think that's the that's the challenge. That's like you have to do a lot of work to make it work well, but I think it's worth kind of like putting the effort into. Yeah, no, and I think we like I said we we were looking at at putting a LARP together that never ran, and and they were pre written characters, but because of the universe that we were in, and because of a lot of the players that we were getting, we kind of hoped that we knew sort of what the overall motivation would be, <laughs> and and we generally hoped that that for the yeah. most part you know people wouldn't be like like let's let's just toss a bomb in this and blow it up yeah um yeah but we we had actually written in like on purpose some fail safes for that not just only, in case yeah not only some fail safes for that but we'd also written in like four like four people who unknowingly were saboteurs just to make the game a little bit more interesting so. Yeah, I mean, there has to be that so that then there's people who are kind of like trying to find the saboteurs and then mm -hmm. it's kind of, there has to be the whole interplay between the characters and all that. And that's part of the design, I think, is, yeah, that's that's good design, at least based on the very shallow hearing that I have so, so far about the thing. Um, I, I hope so. You know, I, we, we, we borrowed a lot of concepts from a lot of other LARP that, that we had felt were, were successful. So, um, so. When you consider player agency, then I mean, I guess how important are are. So I'll, I'll I'll broaden the question a little bit that I originally had. Um, but how important is the casting of NPCs from a design perspective, and the interaction with NPCs from a player perspective? Hmm. Mm. Uh. Well, the casting, um, I think that's just, uh, it's like, it can be as important as casting any other player character role. Like it depends on the size or like the, the importance of the NPC. Cause like, I mean, there's NPCs who are mooks to be shot and there are NPCs who are there to like, be like the great King and tell the players what to do when they're, when they, when they really need an external motivator to be like, I need to go do like, I don't want to do this, but like the King just told everyone that we need to do this. So fuck now we got to do, do this. Uh, so like um, when there's when there's like a, a character or a role that has significant in-game power, I think then it's really important to have a, a player you can trust or who knows the stakes and understands like what their function is as an NPC. So there it's kind of like more important. And like I like I I I never frivolously cast NPCs either because they need to understand the situation, the thing that they're doing. Be they kind of like the villagers who need to kind of like get angry at the players who the, the players need to placate or or whatever they are, like uh be they kings or or just like orcs to be uh fought they have to kind of like know what their role is and they are providing play. So, so right. it's never like a zero responsibility position for anyone. Yeah. That you understand that you're there to help facilitate play. Yeah. You're not, you're, yes, you have a character, but your character is to help. You're not, you're not necessarily, you're not, if you're in a NPC role, or at least how I always took it as when I was an NPC, I I am I'm playing the game, but I'm not playing the game as a if, as I would a player because I because I've been hired or I volunteered to work as an NPC to help everyone facilitate everyone else's play, 
So I need to know my role as to how it will shape and how I can subtly or not as subtly um, direct the players to how my my direct my the writers want the game to play out, but also be able to be flexible enough to interact with them. You know where my improv or so can come in. You know to play against if they if the players have something that they want to play against play you against you that you can you can expertly or so be able to react to how the player is wanting to do their play so it's a lot of your act theater and improv skills that come in there i think one of the one of the most interesting situations that has led to to the weirdest player agency I've ever seen was was with with a set of NPCs at at a LARP where the villagers came in and were talking to all of the students and you know the students varied in, in, in ages because of when you discovered your your special ability and the players mentioned a local game. And but like gave no information about the local game at all, and after the game, on like one of the online chats, like one of the players said, "Look, we 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 want to delve further into this game. Can you set up a chat channel specifically so that we can start figuring out what the rules to this game are?" And completely player driven. And, you know, the, the chat's been going on for a year and like just like two days ago, they announced, you know, that that we're going to be, you know, that we, we've taken all of your comments. We've taken all of your thoughts. We're going to be we're going to be publishing, you know, the rules to this game uh, before before the next run of the LARP. And it's like, well, that's that's just amazingly weird and amazingly bizarre that that this one sort of spark of player of player wanting thing has now developed into you know rules for for a game An entire that, game yeah <laughs> it's like it's like what <laughs> but i mean that's that's like we are, this is a very creative hobby and like pretty much everyone is a player and a creator in their own right and like mm -hmm. i was actually thinking that there is the other edge of the like the other side of the spectrum which is like the college of wizardry type of games i've actually npc'd in convention of thorns where they had this whole thing where npcs were just in a big room we had a big like which which was full of costume and shit and players could come and request a scene and then we'd have to kind of like feel like we'd be like okay so you need this and this many people to be sacrificed and right. uh, you want at least one of them to have a disembodied head and uh then some sort of uh, demon gets comes out when okay Let's start working. And then we figured out who gets to be the demon and who gets to be sacrificed. Where do we spray, spray all the blood? And like, it was very kind of like um, on your feet type of production where like anything players requested went. And we were just like there to facilitate that. That's also like, once again, NPCs were there to facilitate the play, but there were like, there was almost no GM interaction there. It was just like, they came and requested a scene and we provided it to the best of our capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in PCs for that. Um, I mean, legends of legends and others, you know, you need the, there's, um, the game had certain, well, meat baby, for example, um, you know, the, the big, we built an entire body made out of, of meat and, you know, the NPCs and everyone came down and had to have this big battle with, with meat baby, but, um, that sounds terrifying. Um, <laughs> it was. It was in many respects. Um, it, but but again, it was one of those. It's it's one of those interesting things though, where the where the way the players took the story kind of led down that path. That path. Yeah, yeah. And you know, but but again, at least in in this case, you know, the production design was ready for it. Yeah. So, you know, but. Yeah, but that's when you have a more open-ended and generally like more sandboxy type, then pretty much anything can happen that the players can can kind of like conjure up and then you have to be prepared for almost anything in that yeah. sense. Yeah. And and you know, there there are pros and cons to to, to for sure to LARP like that as well. So but uh, I mean sort of of all the various LARP that you've either played or helped run, 
Um, which do you think does player agency well, and why? Well, uh, and, and you could be absolutely self-serving and say that you know <laughs> what I create is, is is by far the best kind of thing. If if that's what you wish, it's that's, it's that's, like that's, that's a. Fair. There's different flavors, once again, and I think, like, as I understand it, the College of Wizardry games do player agency very well for the people who like that. And the Convention of Thorns, while being a bit more um, uh, scripted and had the kind of, like, the overarching, like, the, the well, the convention that was kind of, like, a main thing. Well, I mean, the College of Wizardry obviously has the, like, the days of school type of thing, but, like, those do player agency really well in where players are given a lot of leeway and room to kind of, like, develop anything they want within the very loose framework and uh and i assume that works like i've heard so much good things about those so i assume those work well but um i i mean personally i do think odysseus did it pretty well <laughs> where we had the we had a strong strong kind of like framework within like an and and a overarching story that st still got carried through but had players like characters had their personal plots and they weren't restricted to only one way of doing things and if things weren't working off game for you we were also kind of like trying to shuffle things behind the scenes where like if someone was like very uh feeling like they they aren't getting into their like their, the 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 military clockwork isn't working for them then we figured out ways where we could kind of like shift them more into the like less of that and and that that type of stuff so i think i think i think we did we did okay <clears throat> No, I, I, I think you guys did a great job on that. I mean, it, it was. Thank you. I heard you did. I, I can't wait to, for your next run, intent. <laughs> it was a, it, it was a fun game to play, and I, and I think I agree that that things like College of Wizardry do it very well within their own framework. Um, you know, the, the same thing is true for Starfall. I think that Starfall does it fairly well within its own framework. The, you know, yeah. You, you know that you're going to a school but you still have some options as a player. If I decide I'm not going to class today, that's an option. Yeah. <laughs> no. This this thing going on with these other people who are who are out exploring, you know, the 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 ancient the ancient ritual site might be much more interesting than sitting through a class on on galactic history. So I'm going to go out there and do this thing where I get to explore this ancient ritual site. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's 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 all still things within the plot, so it's not like I'm derailing the plot by not showing up to class, kind of thing. But would there be like would um, <clears throat> would that be possible even if your character was like, I am a very high stakes. I am I want to be in every um, every class. And like, because like, I'm thinking like, if if that was written, like someone, some one of your friends is always looking up at you, and then they need they need you to be in that class. Would it be okay to kind of like then skip class and kind of like you're losing part of the function of your character, or like I say function in air quotes, kind of like uh, but like what what was written as part parts of other people's plot based on how your character was supposed to be. If you decide that like. This is this is one of those big questions in LARP. I think that is like some people are like it's always fully 100% player agency where like if the player feels like something they do something and I'm a bit more like restrictive with that so, <laughs> right. so this is the difference so, between for example College of Wizardry and Starfall yeah. where at College of Wizardry we're given a character um, there are certain minor things you can tweak about the character but the character overall is written so your mm. your uh, motivations are, are fairly clear with the character whereas at Starfall you get to write your own character. Yeah, um, it still needs. I thought College of Wizardry had like uh, like people were out uh, like write their own characters too. You could do you could you you yeah you could do both if you feel comfortable enough. And, and Starfall is the same way. If right. you feel, if you feel comfortable enough that you want to write your own character, you can. If you if you say if you put in your survey and you answer your survey this this and this and you don't want you know i have no interest in writing my own my own character they will they will get one of the writers to write a character for you hmm. i mean star starfall was much more of a hybrid they'll get yeah. they'll get they'll get if if you're not interested in doing your own they still want you to sort of do your own backstory but they'll write the the little like how you found your 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 special your spark kind of yeah. kind of bit for you and give you that motivation. 
Um, but I mean, it was interesting because I think that for, for College of Wizardry, it also depended on what your character was sort of also drove your motivation a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, so the game that we played, you know, I was a prefect. So my motivation was always looking out for my other fellow, my other fellow students. Yeah. Cause there's a higher, higher degree of yeah. like responsibility and, anyway. Right. And I, and I was a first year. So the, I wasn't expected to know anything except to go through initiation and go to class. Hmm. So and find and, and find my and find my other half who you know who was also the that just happened organically about you know my friend who we my best my best school friend who we went through all the classes together so so yeah so so I think that a lot of your player motivation in that game depends on depends on what your character is and sort of where you fall on on the the spectrum mm. of that particular wizard school. I mean, you know, my my character went to class not because he had to go to classes. I mean, he did, but you know, my character went to class just because because our other prefect was interesting, right? And sort of needed to be like reined in quite a bit. Um. I think hmm. the best. I think the best part about that was, and and, and you know, we cleared it all with the game designers in advance. But, but my fellow prefect was possessed by a demon, and the demon made her absolutely be like a werewolf hater. And this was at a time before the Werewolf game, so being super super anti werewolf was not like a huge good thing. Right. Um, and. And when the demon was removed, it turned out that the demon was actually holding back some of her anti-werewolf hate. <laughs> so she got like 700 times worse, which made it a lot of fun. But I mean, like one of the things we had in one of the classes, which was like magical, like engineering, if you will, was to develop, develop something that would help werewolves. And, you know, her, her, her concept was, well, we'll put a collar on them that injects them with silver every time they change. And it's like, why? Wow. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> wow. Um, you know, but again, that, that was sort of like player agency within the context of her character. Mm -hmm. um, and in general, I think I liked the way that that, that particular LARP ran. That was a, that was, it was a, it was yeah. a really fun LARP. I mean, I and um, Fairweather Manor. I I never, you know, I got. I never felt that my character was pre-written for me, you know, pre-written or had certain. Had because the framework was so well done, you didn't feel you didn't feel constrained. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? That's what we strive for, for sure. Like where it feels like everything's running naturally and you right. have to make decisions, of course, but it's not like they're all like um, predetermined decisions, but right. they're still kind of like, um, there's still like logical things that kind of like, oh, make sense. That like, okay, yeah, this is the thing that I'm like, or like, these are the things that I can focus on. I'm going to like choose to do these instead of those because whatever reason, but like still there's, you never end up going like doing a 180 and going like I'm just gonna do I'm just gonna start you know like shit talking or like right, uh, <laughs> right. breaking exactly. the game yeah so and if you if you did happen to stray you know it was just a natural way to it just somehow naturally came back to you know the way it was and I have I that's the thing I, I loved I you know I was in there were the two of us who were the actresses singers so we were in we were middle we were there you know but we weren't part of the underclass and we weren't part of the upper class we were just there to help we floated in out and in and out of conversations and we shaped things but it didn't feel like we were that helped the plot and things like that but it didn't seem like we were guided but it but it was with all within the framework. It, we, it just wasn't loosey-goosey. 
where one player can just decide, I'm just going to kill everybody now, and the game's over. Yep. I, I think the fun thing with Fairweather Manor was was still sort of the, the automatic clicks that formed based on what your character was. So even if you weren't sort of an upper-class character, but you were one of the military characters, that sort of automatically put you in that little military click. And And just watching their interactions was... <clears throat> quite a lot of fun, actually, um, especially from the inside of the click. Yeah, well, Farewell Manor was just fun. It, well, the Americans were my favorite. But anyways. So I guess the, the, <laughs> the corollary to all of that is, of all the various LARPs that you've either played or helped run, which which do you think has done player agency poorly and why? Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to name any names. Okay. Yeah. But there there has been at least um one game where there was like a a very strong um let's say overarching plot that wasn't necessarily like kind of like strongly enough brought out in all the characters that it made it feel like these rails were just going on their own. Then there was like uh there were some act breaks where it felt kind of like jarring for me at least it took me out of the experience a bit and like the, it felt like there were these oddities that made it feel like why are we even doing this and like why what's my characters like I, I i i like i was like very on board up till a point and then i was just like okay i guess this is the point where just it should be that everyone's kind of slowly going crazy or whatever but like it didn't feel organically that so i was kind of like put off and then there were as i as i heard it some players who felt that there were some things that would make total sense for their characters to do and then they were told that they're not allowed to do that at all which was a bit of a like even if it would have at least to my point of view made sense because it would have just like maybe killed one or two characters before the finale and like it wouldn't have taken anything away from the main plot but it still was deemed like you are not allowed to do this, and that that was a that was a bit of a bummer to hear and like and feel like it felt like it was it felt like the framework was showing way too much, and that like um there was a this kind of like no you must enjoy my design the way I have visioned it, and then people were being like but I'm not enjoying it and at all, yes. and like I could see this happening, and then. And then, like, uh, it for me, it kind of broke down, and I was half off game for the like the end parts fully already, and I was just like enjoying the scenery more than more than the the actual plot. That was me for a certain for a certain um, yeah, that the same the same thing, Auntie, that you you said happened with me at at a certain um a certain LARP that we did. I was all engaged up until one part where I actually, you know, tried to say something or do something with, with one of my, with my fellow group and, and got passed over, didn't hear, you know, never, it felt, it felt like I was completely invisible because apparently as the, my, apparently my character was invisible um, in her role as the assistant to this. And at that point, I just kind of phased out and, but where we were was beautiful. So I just, and then it turned out that if I tried something or tried to, nothing I did made any difference whatsoever, even small things whatsoever so i just kind of check and at the end of the game where i did i had completely checked out and was just sitting on the sitting and kind of watched everyone else's folly so it's like one of these like open world video games where it's kind of like everything is supposed to be open to you and you're like your character is able to jump like four meters into the air but then there's this one area where there's like half of a log just over a road and then you just can't pass it no matter what and then it's like yes but but i can see the road continues why why are you not letting me go here and that's like nope just denied right 
but I but I think that if it had exp if if that if the rules if the rules had been explained in the beginning, like this is how your character instead of under or maybe I just read the character sheet wrong or so like you know I and I was under the complete mis is impression. But if I had, if I had been if it had kind of been explained to me in the beginning, this is how the this is the you know you're more this is more of like a we're going out and doing doing a play in in the middle of nowhere then my character would i might have been a little okay but the fact that nothing i did it didn't nothing i did even trying to talk to people nothing made things changed or better or anything like that it's it's funny because I think I, I, I know all three of us are talking about the same game in this instance. <clears throat> and, you know, e even in this case with, with my character, um, you mentioned the characters that were trying to, you know, basically kill themselves off or, or, or suicide or however we, we want to call it. And we even tried to explain it to the game developers in the context of the game. It's like, look, you specifically stated in the character sheets that our characters are going insane. Yeah. I mean, this is literally something that our characters might do the more insane we get. <laughs> so how does it not fit? It's like, well, no, but everybody has to be here for the end because it's important and everybody has this this role to play at the end. And, and that was so weird because there, there was, was no role there... to play in the end. We were just watching the end anyway. Why couldn't they have been watching it off game like, right. like 10 feet to the, the side? Right, which is... The end of the the end of the game, my character had the keys to open open the open the thing. I refused to when they said bring the keys, I refused to bring the keys. Right. And and, <laughs> and the thing still opened. So, and the thing you know, still opened. <laughs> it's like yeah, no no, it's 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 weird how that works sometimes, you know, and it's it's Obviously, they they had a plot that they that they had to play out from point A to point B, but you know. And like I said, I'm fine with that if I knew if I knew in advance that that not you know I would have I would have done or played my character differently. Instead yeah, if the, if the motivations had been spelled out more clearly, and then maybe like in the end, by the way, everyone's going to be doing this. Like knowing that beforehand might have might have changed the feeling, but the way yes. like um yeah it played out, it didn't really give that feeling, and like there was very little satisfaction to be had. Yes, the end. yes. Like if I if I had had a little more guide, you know, if if there had been more frame structure, that oh yeah, you know. Then I, then I totally would have not had this feeling like my character could have could be doing this, 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 and this, or making these liaisons, which actually I had nothing, or even that, yes, I, I didn't realize that I actually had to connect with those other people. But yeah, I feel like this this game was a was a was a good example of kind of like poor poor design in this regard where. The, the vision was in, in the ended up being more important than kind of like uh yeah it it, it, it could have been done better i'd say <laughs> oh oh definitely and it's it's honestly made me very reluctant to play other games that that company has run because i'm so afraid that that if that if if that's how if that's how this game was then other games are going to be very similar where where you know the vision to of the game is more important than than the physical playing of the game itself so i mean and, and that may just be be because this one game put such a bad taste in my mouth that i'm just reluctant to try to give them another shot i mean i've been i've been to two other games but this was my second game by them and um and uh, i had already enrolled in the like the other uh, like the third game before this one actually came out but it was because like all the covid fuckery like the, mm -hmm. uh, they were they, they were pushing it forward um and like the first game i really disliked this game i was like a big disappointment i was like if i don't if i hate the next game then i'll just like never go to their games anymore but the, the like the the third game actually ended up being like there the 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 way they did things worked better and they had way more kind of like 
options and more meta techniques and other things that built on the story. It felt way less, even though it was about as linear, it felt way less, it felt way less linear. And that was the, that was the main thing. It felt more logical. And like the feeling was that this all makes sense compared to that game. And then, then I was like, it was like a, like a, uh, an American, uh, like if I'd give it an American grade, it would be like a B minus. And it was like this. This wasn't half bad. And like now, I could consider other games by these, but I'd have to be more excited about the prospect. But I was like, if I don't like this game, then I'm just never ever going there to their games. Like some people seem to love them, and that's fine. But they're just not for me. But now I was like, okay, I can I can give them some more shots. So like, and that's and that's fair. That's fair. Um. So, uh, assuming it runs, what is next for each of you with LARP? Uh, well, I know it's running, um, and that would be Starfall. <clears throat> the um, year two for it'll be year two for me for uh, so my sophomore year, I guess of 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 um, Star. Oh, brother! Star yeah. Academy. Star School. So, yeah, Star School. There we go. <laughs> like I'm trying not to say. <laughs> Yeah. Starfall yeah. Academy. Yep. Yeah. As, for me, like as a designer, obviously Odysseus is coming next year. So all my Yay. all my effort is going to be going there. And as a player, there's a couple of smaller Finnish games that are coming or like one of them is actually a medium sized Finnish game. But obviously in the like international sphere, that's still a pretty small game. And uh, in the inter international games, I'm going to the the ultimate football league game in France which sounded cool and is like a weird mix of American football and UFC fighting. And I was like, this sounds so cool. I'm just going to go there. <laughs> also, I've got a low key kind of like a, an attempt to go to LARP in every European country. And the French are notoriously French. So like very <laughs> rarely do they have international games in English. And this was in English. So I was like, yep, I'm on. <laughs> it's a good goal to have, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think this has been an excellent discussion and I'd love to continue this for hours, but unfortunately our time is coming to a close. Um, so I would like to thank Auntie and Sarah Kate for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to this episode of From Adventure to Innkeeper, a podcast for our LARPers. Our next episode, which will release around the 22nd of July, uh, will be the fourth episode of our fourth season and it's going to look at tabletop RPG versus LARP. And this topic is going to cover um, how tabletop RPG and LARP are different and how tabletop RPG and LARP are similar. Uh, so again, I'd like to thank our guests for joining me uh, live today on the show. I'm your host, Martin. Thank you for listening. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Mal Books. Additionally, we'd like to thank uh, Lex Media for the use of their Fred Roth Mal Memorial Podcast Studio. And I would like to thank Feedspot again for our inclusion on the top five LARP podcasts. Please check out all of their links on our website, adventure2innkeeper.com. <laughs> <laughs>